Thank you for joining us for Take 10. We end each of our programs with Take 10, along with Dr. Jamie Heisman and Carol Zerniel. I'm Ron Aaron. Dr. Heisman, nationally known expert in not only caregiving, but addictions. And Carol, the executive director of the WellMed Charitable Foundation and a member of the National Council on Aging's Board of Directors. And one of the things we wanted to touch on, Dr. Jamie, and I know you gave a presentation to the folks at CMS, which is the regulatory body over Medicare and Medicaid, uh, on the impact of the Affordable Care Act on caregivers. Well, that's true. And Carol will tell you, as well as anybody else who's an expert in this caregiving world, is that the federal government is not as fast out of the box as we would like. And so we're very encouraged by the fact that they're even talking about caregiving. But there's definitely a change in the air here. Let's face it, years and years and years of this concept called caregiving, I think we've taken caregivers for granted, and we've taken their anxiety, their fear, their burnout for granted. And actually, there's very little self-identification of caregiving. But the Affordable Care Act, we believe, will start changing all of that. So on January 1st, Affordable Care Act goes into effect. Are caregivers going to be able to put their hands around something right as it kicks off, or is this something that's going to be more like a culture change within the medical community? Well, that's great that you're mentioning that, because I'm not sure if any of us are going to be able to put our arms around something on the Affordable Care Act when it comes out. It is like changing a fast-moving vehicle here, and... um, what I can say is this, which is the encouraging thing, which is probably addresses your second point, is that, yes, we're looking at a cultural change. In the 20,000 pages plus of the Affordable Care Act, I know this sounds small to everybody who's listening, but actually family caregiving was brought to 17 times, 17 distinct times, and it was all through the integrated delivery care system. So to your question, no, I don't think that anybody's going to really know unless you, Carol, uh, the Wellness Charitable Foundation, myself, are out there advocating for it. Now, let me mention that Dr. Jamie is on a cell phone trapped in an airport lounge somewhere in the United States. You're not in Moscow, right? I'm not. I'm actually heading to Atlanta, where the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid are. Oh, okay. That is a relief, because we were a little Uh, bit worried. We were worried you took all the secrets with you. Well, you know I would be in exile for sure. And, and the worst thing is I can't live in a cold climate, so Siberia just won't work. <laughs> so he's, just got, he's got to stand the up and up. <laughs> so what does it mean out of, you know, 80 trillion pages in the Affordable Care Act, 17 mentions of families and caregivers, uh, is that significant or is it a brush off? Well, it's a little bit of both, Ron. Uh, you know, the Affordable Care Act was one of those things of who would sign it and who would approve it and, and actually how could this country implement it. So there was compromises made every step of the way. So we've got a watered-down version of what our first vision was. And I'm sure Carol will tell you that um, it, it, it's, it is a political issue. In fact, uh, family caregiving itself it was not clearly brought out as much as these 17 points were. And they were brought out in clear places. There's family caregivers that are uh, supposedly going to be on committees now that will be driving decisions and thoughts that come out of Health and Human Services and, and CMS. And, of course, we're hoping against hope that in those 20,000 pages there will be people, advocates like Carol, you know, Wellman Charitable Foundation, myself, and the large organizations that will take this and jump through the window. Now, the, not to something, not jump through the window and fall, but jump through the window and open it into a door. Well, now, you talked on your webinar about a few things in the Affordable Care Act that caregivers should know, things that really are going to, a cha- to change. And it may not be just about caregiving, but it may be about their family members. Can you talk a little bit about some of those points? 
Well, yes, the obvious points of the Affordable Care Act are a great relief to caregiving, which is, of course, you know, the pre-existing conditions being thrown out. That was an absolute abhorrent sort of uh, a clause in all of health care where everybody could be denied care. Uh, we know that the donut hole will start being closed in terms of Medicare and, and the pharmaceutical issue, and that was a part of the, uh, the Affordable Care Act. I also believe that the integrated delivery systems, and for your audience, that means what they hear with these accountable care organizations, the care transitions piece, which is the admission and readmission side, are all going to depend upon caregiver participation. So I think all these providers are going to have to start educating and empowering all these caregivers if they're going to get on board to, to get good quality outcomes. Are you wandering around that waiting room? No, I'm actually sitting right here. Is it that okay. bad? Well, well your, your quality dropped a little bit. I thought maybe you'd walked away from a window. No, maybe I'm jumping out of it. Oh, Is there that you better? are. That's, good. You need to talk directly into the phone. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> it does work when you do that. So people um, are going to get, hear a lot of different things about the Affordable Care Act. There's going to be a lot of confusion. Why don't we talk a little bit about Medicare in general, since a lot of the people that uh, we deal with are elderly. Um, the and their imp- care recipients and, on and Medicare. And the care recipients are on Medicare. There's not as much on the Medicare side of the house as there is for the under 65. Is that correct? Yeah, that's, that's correct. And, and again, as you encourage people always to go to the Area Agency on Aging's uh, website, I can tell that the government has put a huge amount of money in all the best uh, cyber minds to create healthcare.gov. That's for your listening audience. So healthcare.gov. healthcare.gov. And that will be able to provide you so many new answers, but unfortunately it probably will raise a lot of questions. So we're hoping against hope that all of the people in the last 15, 20 years that have advocated for caregivers, these organizations, are going to come together because we've been in silos, Carol, for years and really push this issue of of family caregivers and the Affordable Care Act. What would you like to see done? Well, you know, I'd love to see caregivers self-identify. I would love to see that caregivers are included in the actual outcome and solution and that primary care physicians and other allied health professionals are actually encouraging their participation. I mean, literally, there's $400 billion of in-kind care being provided by family caregivers around the country of a $2 trillion health care budget. If we can mobilize these family caregivers to get involved in terms of outcomes with the ACOs, the the patient-centered homes, um, all integrated delivery systems, we're going to have a better health care system with a lot less waste. Well, Well, what if caregivers took a strike like the fast food workers? Oh, wow. That's an interesting thought. You want to organize a national strike for family caregivers? Well, healthcare would collapse as we know it, as would our economy collapse as we know it. Truly, Ron, what you just said, I know we laugh about it, but literally our healthcare system would collapse. Why? Well, look at it. I mean, just take long-term care, for instance, which is not a great part of the Affordable Care Act, which wasn't concentrated on, but family caregivers are totally responsible for. What if they stopped? What if they didn't do a thing? I mean, everything will come crashing down on skilled nursing facilities, assisted living, any home-based you know, services. I mean, the entire infrastructure could fall. We had taken caregivers for granted. Yeah, and what he's talking about is absolutely true. Caregivers 
are the backbone of the long-term care system. Like 80% of the care is provided. Only 5% of the elderly population at any given time live in a nursing home. So 95% are out there somewhere else. Uh, And so caregivers are very, very important. Uh, And maybe the Affordable Care Act will create a platform, maybe not for a national strike, but at least for caregivers to help find their voice and start a national movement for that support. Now, if you've just joined us, you're listening to Take 10. We come to you at the end of each of these radio programs. Carol Zerniel and Dr. Jamie Heisman with us. I'm Ron Aaron. Uh, Picking up on what Carol just said, Dr. Jamie, let me come back to what I asked you a few moments ago. What would you like to see done? Would it be a a new form of regulations on behalf of caregivers? Would it be an amendment to the Affordable Care Act? What would it look like? I think for me, and Carol may have her wishes too, because she comes from another perspective, which is more operations-driven, running that wonderful foundation. But for me, I would like to acknowledge that we're living in a nation of burnout, that these caregivers desperately need education. They need to feel empowered by that education. They need to have more respite sites, places where they absolutely can take care of themselves while their loved one is taken care of. And, and for these issues, I think their depression and anxiety needs to be looked at. Basically, I'd love to see public service health campaigns that include them as a main player in this health care system. Right. And I would just add that I would like to have caregivers, you know, some way that they can be compensated. A caregiver who drops out of the workforce le- loses $325,000 um, in benefits in retirement. That's too much money to give up uh, with nothing in return. And no one can really afford that. And no one can afford that. That means that the next generation, the caregiver themselves, is at risk as an elderly person. We're going to stop you right there, Dr. Jamie, Carol Zerniel. Thank you very much. We come to you at the end of each of our radio programs. If you want to hear podcasts of our shows, just go to the local radio station you are listening to and Google podcasts there, or just go to iTunes and you can find many of our podcasts as well, or go to caregiversos.org for podcasts of these shows. For Dr. Jamie Heisman and Carol Zerniel, I'm Ron Aaron. We will talk with you soon.